Attention passengers, we ask that you please fasten your seatbelts at this time and secure all baggage underneath your seat or in the overhead compartments. Flyover Country with Scott Jennings is prepared for takeoff. I'm Scott Jennings, and here's my latest comment. President Joe Biden's State of the Union offered a chance for a flagging presidency to reset and pivot, perhaps giving his party a new message to sell in the upcoming midterm. But for Democrats, the chance was missed. The president offered nothing new. In fact, if you had seen no news about this presidency and just watched the speech cold, you might assume that politically everything's going fine for Joe Biden. But the reality is much different. Biden's approval ratings in most national polls are in the upper 30s and low 40s, a terrible omen for Democratic candidates up and down the ballot. Many generic ballots show Republicans with huge leads, which portends the possibility of a wave that ushers Republicans into office who never dreamed they had a chance when they filed a run. And Biden did nothing about it. His message on Russia was perfectly fine, calling for American resolve and solidarity behind the people of Ukraine. But there was nothing really new, such as the idea that many Republicans are now floating, banning all oil and gas imports from Russia. At the same time, we are sending various kinds of aid to the brave Ukrainians and planning for more. The United States is still importing hundreds of thousands of barrels of oil every day from Russia. It begs the question, how serious is Joe Biden when it comes to fully isolating Vladimir Putin? The sanctions and measures taken by the Western world are severe, to be sure, and there's evidence that the powerful Russian oligarchs are starting to feel the pain, or at least soon will. But even Canada has banned Russian crude imports, revenues from which support the Putin regime and the lifestyle of the oligarchs Biden singled out in his speech. Why can't the United States do this? Why didn't Biden pull the trigger on it? And further, Why can't Joe Biden relent on his war on American domestic fossil fuel production to help supply our European allies at a time that they, too, need to cut off Russian oil? Biden appears to care more about the green energy agenda championed by the progressives in his party than he does about sticking the knife as far in Putin's back as possible. Perhaps we could stop the madman more quickly if we were as committed to that as Biden is to a liberal agenda that has no chance of passing in this Congress or the next. The rest of the speech was mostly a laundry list of ideas that appear in legislation that's already dead. The inflation section was flat, and that issue alone has put an anvil on his ability to improve his political position. I was frankly surprised that Biden didn't bring any new ideas to the table on the domestic issues that are killing his party, and that he continues to try to use the so-called 17 Nobel laureates to convince the American people many of whom are paying over 100 bucks to fill their tanks, that things are just fine. Happy talk won't cut it when it doesn't match voters' lived experiences. This presidency needs a hard reset, or it faces being remembered as one of the worst of the modern era. Think Bill Clinton's 1996 State of the Union, in which he declared the era of big government is over. While Clinton had already taken his midterm lumps before his pivot, surely Biden can see what's coming if he doesn't do something drastic to change direction. There were a few spots of the speech that I thought were worthy of praise. His call to fund the police was smart. I mean, it is a 90-10 issue after all. As the radicals in his party who want to defund the police are dragging down all the Democrats with their irresponsible rhetoric. The nod to America's drug crisis and to those in recovery is an issue that affects millions of families. That was a great thing to mention. And the story of the little boy with diabetes was memorable and touching. Those kinds of stories 
often stand the best chance of lingering in the minds of viewers. But mostly, Republicans won't find much to like in this, and even some congressional Democrats went their separate ways, with representatives from the Congressional Progressive Caucus and the Black Caucus giving their own responses to Joe Biden's speech. As for the Republican response, Iowa Governor Kim Reynolds stuck to the issues that you will see time and again in Republican ad campaigns this fall. Schools, crime, inflation, and how Republican leadership can change the country's dismal direction. Her party's candidates would be wise to follow her example and not go chasing bizarre agendas or other wild goose chases emanating from the Florida swamps. I'm Scott Jennings. This is Flyover Country. Thanks for listening. Follow us on Twitter at Scott Jennings KY. Flyover Country with Scott Jennings is a production of Bluegrass Media Lab coming to you from the heart of middle America, Louisville, Kentucky. If you like what you heard, subscribe to Flyover Country on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you find your favorite podcast. Mm-hmm.